think that's been a fairly successful second video in this series, which is, uh, yeah, brilliant. Woo! Woo! We've got one each there. Don't forget. And don't forget. Dreamies. The best cat tree. Do you want to, uh, should we intro the game we're talking about today? I'm here with Samuel Carmody and we are here to discuss... Shovel Knight. Spectre of Torment. Absolutely. One of my favourite 2D platformers ever. And it might have my favourite movement system out of any 2D platformer. I don't really want to talk about that too much until we've actually watched the trailer because it'll... I'll be able to actually explain it a bit more there. Yes. Should we, should we watch the trailer first? Do you want to watch the trailer right now? Let's watch the trailer right now. Cool. Right. Let's go. The soundtrack of these games. I love them. Jake Kaufman, you genius. Oh, I love it. It's a very interesting trailer there. Uh, it shows off a lot of the game. Pretty much shows pretty much the, the, the core mechanics and movement mechanics mm -hmm. and how it... Do you want to give me a brief overview of the game just for, you know, people who don't know what uh, Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment is? Yeah, okay. So Shovel Knight um, is a sort of a retro-inspired 2D platformer that came out, ooh, was it like 2014 that the original came out? Um, it had a Kickstarter that was hugely, hugely uh, successful uh, to the point where they met like a load of stretch goals, uh, some of which were for new playable characters and like remixes on the campaign and stuff like that. So the original one uh, was Shovel Knight and then uh, the second one you were playing as Plague Knight and it was essentially the same levels, uh, but you had this different moveset, and like, there were slight remixes on the levels, but essentially, it was a new playable character and a new storyline in the same levels. And it looked like all four of them were going to be that. And then Spectre of Torment came out, and kind of threw that out of the window. It was like, a completely new game, not just with a new playable character. The levels were all completely redesigned around Spectre Knight and his new moveset. Um, and this, they did the same for the, the fourth one, the King of Cards. But Spectre of Torment was, is my favourite campaign in one of my favourite games of all time. Okay, so you, you, you mentioned that it differs from, from Shovel Knight in, in a, a number of ways. Um, how... Are, there, are, those, are those differences the thing which makes it special to you 
or is it is it something else that you the, the the reason why you've chosen this as opposed to the core shovel knight title or any of the other uh well there would be technically be sequels or prequels so this is a this is a prequel uh, to the original shovel knight i think what sets it apart from not only the the rest of the shovel knight campaigns but also a lot of other 2d platformers for me is just that core movement system um, and it's based around two really really simple moves one of them is a uh, when when Spectre Knight jumps towards a wall they will run slightly up it and then spin off it or you can wall jump off of it before uh, Spectre Knight spins off of it and then the second one is this mid-air slash and as you approach something that can be attacked uh, a line will appear which is either slashing downwards or slashing upwards and it's depending on your position so it's not like you can choose to slash upwards or downwards and it's it's sort of these limits you know the the wall run is 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 very short and it's a very tight timing uh, the the slashing the the attacking through the air uh, you you don't choose whether to attack downwards or upwards it's all based on your positioning and so it's it's these limits combined with with how fluid the system is and how simple the system is. You know, it's a two-button game, essentially, attack and jump, um, which really, really make it special to me. Yeah, and, you know, you, you, you have a, a history of, of really enjoying uh, platform games, not just mm -hmm. 2D platformers, but 3D platformers. Um, how, would, how would you say that this compares to something like a Super Mario Brothers or... Uh, I believe you've also played Celeste as well. I have, yeah. Um, you know, uh, or, or even even as far as uh, something which is sort of a loosely similar title in terms of uh, some of the Mega Man games. Mm -hmm. What what makes this stand out to you, and what makes you want to put this on your list of favorite games? So Celeste is a an interesting comparison because that is that is a very similar thing where the the sort of the core gimmick in Celeste is the dash that you can do, the mid-air dash that gives you essentially a double jump. Um, and then the levels are built around that and it, it'll, it'll introduce a new concept to you and it'll teach that new concept, but that new concept will be based around that dash. Uh, and this is very, very similar. Uh, so there were a few little hints of it in that trailer, but obviously the, the, the flashes of gameplay were, were very, um, very brief. Um, but I've recently uh, played through one of the underwater levels, uh, the only underwater level uh, in this game on New Game Plus, and the the underwaterness of it is is the that's the gimmick of that level, and so. As you're sort of slashing up and down like like you are in the rest of the levels, you're much floatier and you're you're falling much slower, and so that gives you gives the designers almost space and time uh, to to really help you use those mechanics in in that kind of way, and it challenges you to almost speedrun each level. You, you mentioned there a new game plus uh, 
run through. Obviously, a lot of games these days do have New Game Plus variants. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not I've not heard of that for uh, platform titles. So what 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 changes are there in the New Game Plus that are that would make the game more difficult, say, than the original run through? So it's genuinely one of my favourite New Game Plus um, experiences I've had. So like with a lot of New Game Plus uh, uh, playthroughs, you start off with everything you've unlocked before. You know, so in a, in, in a Ratchet and Clank game, let's say, you start off with all the same weapons. Uh, in Shovel Knight and, and all its campaigns, you have like special weapons you can use and you start, you start off with, with all of your special weapons in the New Game Plus. What makes it different is that in the, um, in the main campaign, uh, you have a magic meter, I believe, and and that's how you use your special weapons. Uh, and you have a life bar, you have a health bar. In New Game Plus, uh, your your magic meter is like is huge. I think they call it darkness or will. Um, and you have no health bar. And slowly throughout the level, this will meter will uh, will will slowly decrease. Um, Killing enemies will recharge it. Using any of your your magic will deplete it even quicker. And if it gets to zero and you take a hit, then you die. So it really, really encourages speedrunning. And if you take a hit, a big chunk of it will go down as well. So it sounds like this magic meter, in at least at New Game Plus, it sounds a lot like uh, the rings mechanic in Sonic, where you get hit, you lose your rings, and then if you get hit again, then that's it. Yeah, essentially, essentially, except instead of starting from zero and collecting rings, you start at full, and the um, and you're and you're slowly depleting as you go, almost like when you turn into Supersonic and 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 yeah. Supersonic, you know, depletes rings as as they go. So it really does encourage you to uh, to 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 speedrun these levels to get through them as quickly as possible, taking as few hits as you can. So uh, it's a it's it's based on old NES SNES that era 16-bit platformers. Mm-hmm. What what I was surprised at when we watched the trailer was how how 16-bit it was. I I don't remember in in watching trailers and watching gameplay for the original Shovel Knight that being as blocky. A spectre of torment is is that is that something that's I, d- I don't know i feel like they all share that same sort of art style that same sort of nes art style and that and maybe it's because because it's a trailer and they like zoomed in on a few elements maybe maybe that's that's what happened there because i agree you know it showed it showed that original bit of 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 the character itself running and, and because it's so zoomed in on the sprite you don't usually see in that big do you um what I would say is the whole the whole Shovel Knight package, uh, all four campaigns, they they look like you remember those old games looking, rather than like actually how they look. So things like the color palette, the the NES could couldn't display that number of colors at once, and 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 things like that. And and speaking on that, it, there's there's also a lot of mechanics in the game that obviously there are like it's really sort of nostalgic and like charmingly retro and inspired by all those old titles but then it's got modern design sensibilities at the same time uh 
one of the one of the biggest and sort of one of the most obvious of which is uh, that when you die, and this this goes across all the campaigns, when you dra when you die instead of losing a life, there's no lives in the game. Uh, you drop your loot, uh, you drop some some gold, and then if you make it back to that point, you can pick up your gold, almost like Dark Souls. But that so there is there is a, a, a souls like element to it. Okay, almost um, yeah. The I, I suppose another um, an, another step away from the NES era style is probably the soundtrack as well because it's uh, am I right in saying it's an orchestral soundtrack rather than uh, eight bit bleepy bloopy <coughs> for lack of a better term. I think it's one of those that's like a a. A mixture of the two. Um, the soundtrack's done by a guy called Jake Kaufman, and his work is incredible. Uh, you can—I I can't remember what else he's done, but his his, his big stuff is um, is the Shovel Knight stuff that that I know. Uh, and yeah, I I love the soundtrack. He's actually done. Can you remember um, Big Bad Bosses, uh, the Completionist, and and and. Uh, Alex Fasciani and yep. yeah, yeah, they're 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 sort of boy band, video game boy band. Yeah, he did the he did the music behind that. Yes, he he was also uh, he also did the Ducktales remastered soundtrack, uh, a couple of the Red Faction games, and I think he was also on Crypt of the Necrodancer as well. Was he? Yes. That doesn't surprise me because the. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule version of that. The music is incredible. So, um, obviously, Shovel Knight is available on multiple platforms. Which platform have you played on with this? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, yeah, played it on the Switch. I played it on the Switch. So I, uh, I, I bought Shovel Knight um, originally on the PC and played through the first two campaigns there. And then I bought it on the Switch when it came out because uh, the Spectre of Torment campaign was like a, a, a timed exclusive on Switch for a little while, I think. I think it came out first on Switch. Not for not for too long, and then it came out on, on the uh, the other platforms as well. So, would you say that this is... this is the definitive Shuffle Knight title? I it's it's definitely my favourite of the four. As if if as a fan of 2D platformers and like if 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 anyone's a fan of 2D platformers, you know, uh, I I would suggest playing through like buying the collection and playing through all four of them. But if I was just to recommend one and and, and one title uh, out of the four, it would definitely definitely be this one. There are a few things in the story that you might um, that you might lose out on because it's a prequel. It goes into sort of the origins of some of the characters, some of the heroes, some of the villains. Uh, it, it, I mean, Spectre Knight is a one of the main villains of the uh, of the original Shovel Knight game, but that's that's how all the campaigns play out. So it just delves more into his past and the past of some of the other characters as well. And where where would you where would you place this game in terms of your 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 own personal video game history? So this 
came out in 2017 um, alongside the... Well, I'm not sure if it was a launch game for the Switch, but it was, you know, in that sort of window, in that first, like, three to six month window. Uh, and it was a funny one because uh, I I fell in love with the Switch instantly, like a lot of people did. You know, no, th there had never been, like, a, a, a portable console that was that powerful had there really uh, and that had that gimmick of, of taking the controllers off that had the gimmick of of plugging it into the tv um so i i took i took this thing everywhere and so when when specter of torment came out i took specter of torment everywhere um and it's one of those games that um even even today five years on if I have a little bit of downtime, if I'm not sure what to play and I want to jump into something for like literally a few minutes, I jump into Spectre of Torment every now and again still. It's uh, it's got this this sort of tower climbing mode. I, I don't I, I, I don't know how how to describe it, like what what name to give it, but um, essentially mini game. It's essentially a mini game. Yeah, yeah. But um. It's in the main hub world, and you, uh, you you have this tower to climb, and it goes back to the movement mechanics and sort of the the uh, the emphasis on speed run speed running uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, you've got to climb up this tower, usual platforming stuff, avoid enemies, avoid falling down bottomless pits. All the while, um, the the this electricity level is is rising like those old school 3d platformers where the water's rising and you have to you have to make your way up 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 a tower it's just like that uh, and yeah it can take a few minutes i don't always do it but it's one of those that's it's just such an easy thing to get back into and the the movement system is is so strong and so simple that it doesn't feel like I have to relearn the mechanics to jump back into it. Yes. Um, Shovel Knight itself is one one of the titles that's um, it's been been flagged as one of the, the resurgences of the, the so-called uh, basement developer, the garage developer, mm -hmm. the, the small team indie development. Um, and when it ke when it came out, it was it was very much a case of okay, yes, this is this is a title that is from an indie developer and sort of rejuvenated an industry that was very much focusing on AAA titles. Mm -hmm. Where do you think the industry would be if Shovel Knight and Spectre of Torment specifically? hadn't come out, do you think that we would be in the same position we are now, where there is a, a glut of fantastic indie titles and very much a very very much a a, 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 a developers hearkening back to the the older way of developing where people are looking more at gameplay rather than graphics because back then you you had to make something fun to play because you were working with li limited system capabilities so what what i would say on that is um shovel knight came out in that 
early sort of surge of, of indie games. Obviously, obviously you had the Xbox Live Arcade titles, didn't you? That was like the 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 big the big uh, wave of those. Um, what were some of those? Braid was among them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Who was the Who was the little guy with the fez? Fez. Oh, is that just called fez? So, so they yeah. they were sort of the the what I would consider sort of the the original wave of indie titles, and Shovel Knight came along um, ap- after that period, and uh, and sort of I, I think captured the hearts of a lot of people. Like I say, it's it's an NES inspired platformer that looks like how you remember old NES platformers to look. It really capitalizes on that. It's not actually trying to uh, recreate the the sort of authentic experience. It's trying to recreate or, or create something reminiscent of that and and doing the best they can in that in that regard. Um So So Yacht Club are in a weird point right now. So have you heard of the uh, have you heard of the term triple I? Uh, no, but I can sort of guess what it means. Yeah, so it, it it is that sort of now there are big indie developers and big indie publishers. So there is an another sort of uh, sort of divide, and Yacht Club have sort of crossed that divide from indie darling to quote unquote triple I to a fairly fairly big studio. Uh, they they um, they don't rely on things like Nintendo Directs anymore or like a lot of independent independent developers do. They have Yacht Club Directs because they have that big of a following now that that they they can do that. Um, they they keep everything in house. Uh, and and so yeah, they've they've crossed this this divide where they are a, a household name in the gaming space, while still maintaining that sort of that sort of core indie um, indie mindset. I don't know if that an- answers answers the question you asked or not. But... Um, probably not. But it's de- it's definitely a, an, an interesting thing to observe. As is the expansion from them producing the, the Shovel Knight Quartet, which, you know, are indie platformers, to expanding themselves through to other genres as well, using the Shovel Knight characters. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a fighting game, and there's also a couple of dungeon crawlers, one of which is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight Dig, and, which I cannot wait and, for. And Sho- Shovel Knight... <clears throat> Shovel Knight as a character and as a concept has, has appeared in a number of different non-Yacht Club games titles. I mean, it's a, I believe it's a trophy in Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. I believe there's, uh, there's there's definitely a reference to it in Enter the Gungeon. Um, and I believe it, he also appears in Crypt of the Necrodancer in a, in a capacity. And it's just... It, it wouldn't surprise me. He appears in Ukulele for sure. As like a three D model rendering of him, you know, which was obviously a, a Nintendo sixty four inspired game. Yeah, 
So, why do you, why, what, why do you think this character has just become so universally adored, seemingly? So I, I think I think part of it is that um, I mean I think it's a combination of things, right? Because um, no matter no matter how how sort of fun and charming and 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 a, a game is in its story or anything like that, if it doesn't play well, it won't capture it won't capture people. I think Shovel Knight was this perfect storm where. As I say, it ran this very, very successful Kickstarter campaign. Uh, then they sold the game initially for for very, very cheap. They gave out the expansions for free, um, so it was it was very accessible. And you know that's a great business model. Uh, make your game as accessible as possible. And it was that accessible that when when they announced a price increase and that they they were going to sell the whole collection. For more money because it's taking you know more more development time and, and stuff than uh, than they initially thought, but they were honouring the the purchases where it was cheaper and giving the whole thing to the people who, who initially purchased it. Um, nobody complained. I didn't see anybody going, oh what a what a what a rip off. You know they've doubled its price. That's that's how much value that the, the community thought the game had. Um, so, yeah, again, I think I think it's that perfect storm. The the NES inspired visuals and and the sort of colourful colourful nature of the world really really attracted people. It plays really well. Each of the campaigns plays really well and and and, and you know feels just just really solid. The level design is just incredibly tight. It's it's one of those games that brings everything together incredibly lovingly. Like we said before. Even the soundtrack is just is just so so lovingly created. You can tell that so much love went into Shovel Knight. So if you were if you were to try and pitch the game to somebody that had never played a Shovel Knight title, had no idea what the Shovel Knight IP was about, who Shovel Knight was, who who uh, Spectre Knight was, what. How, how would you pitch, specifically Spectre of Torment, to somebody who has has never... Somebody somebody who has no concept of what the game or the, the, the franchise is? So I would I would definitely start by emphasising what, what I kind of said earlier, which is that uh, as, a, as a big fan of, of, of 2D platformers, of, of plat- platformers in general, Movement is one of the one of the most important things. You know, getting that core concept right is is absolutely a must. And Spectre of Torment does that fantastically. It's such a simple, simple move set that you've got. It's really, really inviting to new players. But once you get the hang of it, it sort of really, really invites you to to play with that movement system. It, it does interesting it, it, it sorry um, it designs its levels in really interesting ways around that move set um, it's it, it it's short it doesn't outstay its welcome but at the same time it doesn't feel like the game is short changing you in any way either it's that 
it's that perfect blend of an almost bite-sized title in one respect that has a lot of depth, a lot of replayability, a lot of value in another respect. Fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm seemingly out of questions. Is there anything else that you wanted to potentially discuss or bring up about Spectre of Torment itself? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that like um, I've focused a lot of like my talking points on on the the core platforming mechanics because because that's very important to me. I think in general I'm I'm more of a gameplay over story kind of kind of person. And when when those two uh, sort of go hand in hand and, and and the gameplay impacts the story, which which it kind of does in in, in certain points here. Um, then, then that's always, always solid and always a plus. But just, just briefly speaking on the story, uh, the whole, the whole Shovel Knight world is really colourful. They've got this wonderful cast of characters um, that are all like almost, almost swashbuckling in their, in their adventures. You know, um, they, they, they don't take themselves too seriously, but it's also not an outright comedy. It's it's just a bit of a romp all the way through. Um, Spectre of Torment takes things uh, a little bit more seriously and 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 to to a, a, a bit of a darker place if you if you enjoy that kind of thing. And like I say, it's never outright comedy, but they they never take themselves too seriously. But then they never let the joke um, sort of uh, impact the drama, if you like. Um, so yeah, if if. If story is your kind of thing, and if you're looking for a rich world to get invested in, the whole Shovel Knight collection has that in droves. Spectre of Torment, being a prequel, really explores these characters and does so in a really, just a really well done fashion. Fantastic. It sounds like a, a, a great little title that people should uh, purchase and sink their teeth into. <laughs> Um, I think that's us finished with this relatively quickly. Uh, don't forget, people, people at home, you, uh, to uh, like and subscribe our video. And if you have uh, anything to say about Spectre of Torment itself or the uh, the Shovel Knight collection, then feel free to whack something in the comments. Certainly, a a title that has. Um, awaken certain parts of the industry which is fantastic mm -hmm. um and also if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe it's right here oh stop oh no <laughs> and, you're uh, editing this bell, one hit that bell right there that's uh you know will let you be alerted every time we put a video live and yeah let yeah, us in a... if you've played what? if you've played shovel knight let us know what your favorite campaign is and let us know if you're um, looking forward to Shovel Knight Dig as well. I had I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, uh, it definitely feels like it was shorter than the previous one. Yeah, it's we're on also it, it, thirty six minutes. Also right felt now. like it was. Yeah, it also felt like it was a lot more streamlined though. Mm -hmm. There were less tangents taken. Yes. 